WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carroll to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All of Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. He's the most connected man in Washington. He's our guy on the ground, our eyes and ears on the ground, the one and only Jamie Dupree. Sir, how are you? All right, Sean, how you doing today? All right, now how funny. Come on, you've followed politics for a long time. This is not our first rodeo, right? How funny was it, Donald Trump giving out Lindsey Graham's phone number after Lindsey Graham called Trump a jackass? Oh, I mean, you know, I think for a lot of people up here on the Hill, it confirmed to them that that Trump will do whatever he wants to, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, but it's refreshing. Come on, you're loving this. This is exciting. The funny part is is that uh, Lindsey Graham has always had a flip phone. He does not have a smartphone, and he doesn't send emails or anything like that, he has said. So uh, he tweeted out yesterday after the fact that uh, should I get a... uh, a, uh, an iPhone or an Android, so I guess he's finally going to get rid of his uh, his flip phone and move on to something else. I didn't even think they existed anymore. Wow. Oh, yeah, you can get them. Well, there's a lot of Trump news today. I, and, and by the way, I, I think what he did with Graham was brilliant. Graham deserved it. He's a rhino. I'm tired of his whining. I think he got into the race knowing he has no chance to win. I suspect he wants to disrupt what's going to happen in South Carolina, and I don't even think he's going to have an impact, but that's my Re- take. Remember, the difference, as I told you yesterday, the difference between what Trump did yesterday and what he did with McCain, it's all the difference in the world. Right? It's a big difference. You can do little stuff like that and jab back and forth and make fun of people. That's fine. But, again, as we said earlier in the week, if Trump had just done that with McCain last Saturday, he never would have run through those couple of days. But with that said, it's really, it's it's beyond him, I would argue, at this point. And I think, you know, him going to the border is going to, that will transcend any Oh, story about McCain. And Listen, here we are right here. We're talking about this on Wednesday, that Trump's going to go to the border tomorrow. Are you talking about, and I'm not saying this critically, this is just honestly, are we talking about Jeb Bush in New Hampshire tomorrow or Marco Rubio in Iowa? Of course we're not talking about that because Trump has, he's always been about media attention. And again, I don't mean that in a bad way. The guy just has the ability to command media attention. And when you make him in just what he is normally, the outspoken businessman, developer, casino magnet, whatever you want to call him, and then add in all the stuff in the presidential race, you can understand why he's getting this much attention. Two big pieces of news have come out of interviews he's done today. One, he did an interview with Anderson Cooper earlier. Cooper, I thought, asked a good question. As president, would you change your tone? Uh, I think so, yeah. I'll change my tone. He said that then. Our friend Dana Lash did an interview, and um, she asked him whether he intends to run for third party, He said, I will only ever run as a Republican. Now, he had avoided doing that up to this point. Those are two huge developments. Well, yeah, for the Republicans, because if Trump were to run as an independent, uh, Hillary Clinton would President be the next Hillary. president of the United States. Yep. Period. End of sentence. I don't think that, um, you know, there have been a couple of polls in recent days that showed just how much he would take a huge chunk. I don't care if it's Scott Walker or anything like that. Um, if Donald Trump runs as an independent, the Republicans most likely would lose, even if Hillary Clinton were the Democratic nominee. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, but so I think that's a big development today. And then he's going down to the border, which I think is a brilliant move also. I mean, considering this issue has resonated so well for him, I think that's that's a, a big issue. I just spent um, the last hour going over my advice, and I'm going to do this periodically for all the candidates, my advice at this moment for Trump, and I pointed out the history, where we were in 2007 at this point. You know who the leader was at this point in t- 2007 by a wide uh, margin? 
for the Republicans? No. Yeah. That's a long time ago. I'm not. I'm not testing you. This isn't, uh, this isn't gotcha, Jamie. I'm not doing that. Uh, I thought it was McCain at the time. No, it was McCain didn't come on until later. It was. Remember, he was walking through airports. I thought by he himself. was up and then he was down. But who was it? Who was it? Rudy Giuliani with 33 okay. yep. percent of the of the vote, double digit lead. Guess who was in second place? You'll never guess. Who? Fred Thompson, 20 percent. Ah, uh, yes. Now neither of them made it very far at all. Yes. Now I go to 2012. It was Bachman, Herman Cain, Rick Perry, Newt Gingrich, Romney won the nomination. Yeah, so they were, I, well, it was all, it was sort of the, whoever was going to be the anti-Romney candidate was the person that had the, the mojo and it just kept going right. up and down and up and down. So what I said on the air, I said, if I was giving advice to Donald Trump, not that he'll ever listen to me, I'd say, look at your strengths. He's tapped into something very, very powerful here in the Republican base. Um, he's a fighter. He has energy. He has spunk. I would pay attention to the fact and think long term, because there are two elections for any candidate, a primary election and a general election. And the Quinnipiac University swing state polls, Iowa, Colorado, Virginia, show that he had the worst favorability ratings. He's got to work on that. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. And I thought it was interesting. In two of those three states, the three worst at the bottom in terms of favorability were Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Chris Christie. Interesting, right? Those were the three who had the worst ratings favorability in both Colorado and Iowa. And then in Iowa, Clinton was much more pop. I mean, in Virginia, Clinton was much more popular and Trump was at the dead bottom in Virginia. But I think there's, you know, the good news is, and you know this and I know this, all these media pundits that are proclaiming this candidate dead, that candidate dead. Now, there are a few people that we know aren't going to get anywhere. okay? and but they don't know the American people are going to decide this. The Republican base is going to decide who their nominee is. And, you know, I, to me, all these people in Washington, uh, the Lindsey Graham's trying to, you know, take on Donald Trump. All they're doing is hurting themselves. I think that the, you've got to let this process play out. And Donald Trump's challenge is remaining Trump, showing he can be presidential and maintaining the poll lead that he has now. That's well, but also offering something more than just sort of a 30,000-foot overview. I mean, it's real easy. I agree with that. That was part know, of my It's real analysis. easy to say, well, I'm for a smaller government. I'm for lower taxes. How are you going to do it? You know, okay. How you, well, maybe maybe his argument is this. Maybe his reply is, you know what? All you screwballs uh, don't know how, so just let me in there and I'll show you. Well, maybe that is. I think he probably would need to be a little more specific because he's talked about not touching entitlements, and you and I both know that's where all the money is. Yeah, it, 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 it is almost impossible to balance the budget right now without dealing with entitlements. I mean, you could. You just have to cut out most of the federal government, which I know a lot of people would well, probably like to do. I, I mean, the percentage of, of government that represents entitlements and defense spending, it's pretty much the whole budget. Discretionary yep. spending is minuscule in comparison. Yep. It sure is. I mean, it's that, uh, it's uh, less than one-third of the budget. Now, it's actually it's getting down to almost just one-quarter of the budget is the, the amount that the Congress really controls, and that is the money that funds the operations of the executive, legislative, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, executive branch and judicial branch and legislative branch, because pretty much outside of that $1 trillion, it's all Medicare, Social Security, and uh, the other entitlements. The headline on Drudge Obama doubles down on amnesty. After all of that testimony yesterday, all of these parents that talked about losing loved ones to illegal immigrants, and that's his response is what? I don't care? That's what it sounds like. I was surprised at how little attention, news-wise, that that hearing got, even though it got a lot of play beforehand. I thought it would have taken more. I think, I think this is not to blame. I think Trump sort of undercut that hearing by his big news conference and, and speech down in South Carolina. We're going to have a vote tomorrow on Thursday in the House of Representatives on the Sanctuary Cities bill. And what Democrats are doing right now is they are labeling it the Donald Trump Act. 
That's what some are talking about, that we're going to they're calling it the Donald Trump bill. That's going to be part of their pushback tomorrow, even though in yesterday's hearing, Senator Dianne Feinstein was very clear that she thought that the sheriff back in her home her old home of San Fran had had made the mistake of helping to of releasing this guy without telling the feds that they were going to do it. And so the the Democrats really, I think, trying to fan the flames of Donald Trump as well. They're enjoying this. They still think on the Democratic side here that every day that Donald Trump is in the conversation puts Hillary Clinton one day closer to being president. Did you see Hillary's numbers in the the swing state polls? She's losing to Rubio. She's losing to Jeb. She's losing to Walker. Yeah, those numbers were not good at all because not only was it just a polling loss, but it was what you've been talking about for a while, the truthfulness, the believability, and more, oh, and they were brutal. down in all three of brutal. those states. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, it's—, it's and, and here's the other side note nobody paid attention to that I've heard in the media. You notice that Bernie Sanders is doing almost as well as her. Yeah, when they, it is funny sometimes when you see the different matchups. And I was disappointed actually that Quinnipiac didn't do a Trump matchup. I would have thought this would have been a proper place to do that. But yeah, sometimes you just, it doesn't matter which Republican or which Democrat it is, the numbers are about the same. But Sanders was clearly doing a little better in a few spots. Yeah. Uh, what other news we have? Uh, the other issue that I think Trump has been highlighting that's getting some traction is the treatment of vets. And I saw that the uh, Congress was sparring with the VA secretary. Explain. Yeah, uh, there was another hearing today uh, with the VA chief who has just, I I think he's disappointed a lot of Republicans with how he's dealt with them in the last couple of months. For example, in the last few weeks, suddenly the VA has announced, oh, by the way, we've got a several billion dollar budget hole that we've got to fill. And lawmakers keep looking around and thinking, well, what are you doing? Why, Why is there this budget hole? Why are you telling us this only in the last few weeks? And so they went back and forth and round and round with him today. And, 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 and Republicans were just furious with the VA chief because they think I think they believe that they're watching the Obama administration trying to paint them into a corner by saying, well, we're going to shut down these uh, VA medical facilities in mid-August simply because, you know, those Republicans, they won't help out. They're not spending enough money. They're cutting the budget. He repeated that again, which is just it's one of those. D.C. budget games where the Republicans don't want to spend as much as the president on a certain thing. Right. And they're so cutting the and cutting and calling it a cut, which it is it is not you know, a cut, as we've established. It's like before. the president was on John Stewart last night and saying that uh, the, tar- the targeting of conservatives was Congress's fault because they passed the crummy law. And the real problem is the agency doesn't have enough money. I'm like, now, I do have to say that on, as Trump uh, continually goes after his fellow Republicans on the V.A., I think there are a lot of Republicans who would really take umbrage to that because there have been a lot of Republicans up here, especially no, what on he's the saying Veterans is Committee they have in the, the House. They're not getting it done. That's well, what you know what? They have tried repeatedly to force the administration to do more. And you can talk all you want about, you know, they haven't been able to get it done. Remember, there's they've been able to pass a few laws that in their minds the administration has not followed and has not done. Everything is easier when it's your party in charge of the executive branch. But I would think that there are a number of Republicans up here who would not exactly agree with that criticism from you know, Trump. You know what, though? I'll tell you what. They don't use the power of the purse. They don't fight. They don't negotiate. So I think that that is a valid criticism myself. But I don't want to get into a long argument with you. We learned, uh, <coughs> excuse me, from the Navy Times, the Chattanooga shooter may have been killed by a Marine or Navy officer. And then we also, they just, FBI recovered his disturbing diary and the websites this guy went on to were radical Islamic websites. And this is another example of, I think, what I'm talking about, about the timid GOP. They passed a resolution, uh, Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander, a Senate resolution, and it passed over the weekend condemning the Chattanooga attack. But you know what's missing? Zero reference to terror. Zero reference to radical Islamic influence of this guy. 
they're, I'm like, they're missing the boat. That's what Obama does. Obama's got an aversion to mentioning the truth about radical Islamists. This guy was, in fact, influenced by radical Islamic tapes I read today. I mean, well, why can't they just say that? Maybe you can well, I it. don't think, I think in the case of that little resolution, it was a, 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 it wasn't voted on. It was just approved by a unanimous consent agreement. And so I would bet that it was one of those things. I didn't see it, but it was one of those very non-controversial kind of items that just gets the approval. And it might have been one of those things where uh, I think it passed on Thursday late in the day before anybody knew what the full details were. Did you see that John Kerry said he's very, dis I'm very disturbed that the Iranian mullah at Friday prayers said we're going to trample upon America. He's actually downstairs from me right now briefing lawmakers about the, the Iranian uh, agreement uh, about at this his, point in time. Uh, about his Obama nuclear weapon that he's going to give the mullahs, that one? And, and as of this time, you know, still I, I think you're seeing some, some skepticism from a few Democrats, but for the most part, yeah. I just get the sense as you interview them in the hallways that reading in between their lines and what they're saying, yeah, they're, they're leaving it open they're just going, in case there's something in yeah. there that somebody finds that's crazy. But for the most part, has I, anyone I, seen Chuck Schumer? No, Schumer has uh, sort of been laying low lately. He has not yeah. been saying first much, time so. in his life he's avoided a television camera. Now I'm going to make a prediction. Then I got to go. Boehner vowed to fight to scuttle the Iranian nuclear deal. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. They're not going to scuttle the nuclear deal. They're not going to. They be weren't going to scuttle it anyway. That's right. Well, it's it didn't matter. Just like, there wasn't going to be anything the Congress. Like he could never do. repealed Obamacare, never used the power of the purse, never stopped Obama's executive amnesty. I'm, I'm telling you, this is. You want to know why Donald Trump's resonating? It's because he's a creation of weak Republicans. Take that to the bank. Hello. I don't see it that way from here, but I know what you're voicing. All right, you know what I'm voicing. Thank you, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Sean. Eight hundred. I love putting him in a corner where I'm expressing opinions that he disagrees with. Hey, listen, uh, if you don't have an alarm system in this day and age, you're not being smart. I want everyone in this audience protected. Now, you don't want to leave, for example, a spare house key under your doormat or near a, under a nearby rock. Burglars aren't stupid. Well, they are, but they're not that stupid. Uh, they know all the obvious places to look. You can get a lockbox instead. You can give your key to a neighbor that you trust. Another common mistake people make is they put valuables near a first-floor window. Yeah, you put your laptop there. You put your big expensive TV or stereo there, and people can see it from the street. Well, that becomes tempting to a burglar. And the biggest mistake is not having home security. These burglars hate home security systems. Now, Simply Safe Home Security is the system I trust. 24-7, 365 protection. No installation fee and no contract to sign. That means you're in control. Professional security monitoring, $14.99 a month, and you can't disable it by just cutting a wire. And the police are on their way if there's ever an emergency. Now, you can protect your home in this day and age the right way. Go to simplysafehannity.com, and if you use that website, you'll save 10% on your Simply Safe system. Go to simplysafehannity.com, simplysafehannity.com, so you won't be a victim of crime. Firing torpedoes of truth at a wall of lies. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.